0: Jim Pete is here. Wolves tonight. Memphis Grizzlies. I think this is a 2 a.m. tap. Is that right, Pete? <laughs> 2 a.m. tap. It's gonna seem like it. It's a uh it's a 910 tap. It's uh, you're not working 30. it, man. Are you are you going or are you uh, just staying at home? Nah,
1: uh, no, we're gonna stay and watch it at home yeah. and um Why not? Yeah. My girl Rebecca Brunson. And her wife Bobby Joe are coming over with the baby, so they got a they got a new one. And so Graham, the older, and the new one, they're coming over. We're going to hang out for a minute. So mm-hmm. we don't get a chance to this. you know when I look Looking at, my, at schedule,
0: my text here, uh, Jim when I look Pete. at my
1: schedule, well, you might need me to come, you might need to come over yeah, here. But anyway, um, we we, we um I look at how many I look at how many <laughs> um, off days I have during a month, Chad. It's like four or five four or five days a month where I'm at home. Where I have a night to myself, so it didn't happen very often.
0: No, I, I, I would, I would enjoy it. That I, I, I mentioned this, to Dave. I was perusing various news sites. A tennis match last night in the Australian Open uh, mm-hmm. finished at three thirty nine a.m.
1: Yeah, it's too much.
0: Who's there at three thirty nine a.m.? I mean, if it's Peak Borg McEnroe playing Peak Nadal and Federer. Okay. No one else. There's very, very few sporting events. I'm gonna hang around and it's three forty in the morning.
1: Okay, did it's you It's so funny it's so funny. It's so funny because when Marnie Gilner was doing uh, sideline stuff for the twins, um she, I would text her when twins would go into extra innings, you know, and it'd be like midnight or whatever, and she's in the dugout, you know, doing the game. And she'd send me pictures of herself slowly getting drowsier and drowsier, <laughs> and that's why I said. I said, that is, we always talk about this, Chad. We we like sports with rubes and clocks."
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: I like occasionally when the Wolves are in the West Coast, preferably if it's just an awful game and the Wolves are just getting crushed. And I can, I know when you're losing interest when, and it really hasn't happened during the Grady era, but it was more handy. And and Ben's and there just would be like ten seconds of silence. And I know you've just you're just like, Jesus Christ, let's just get the plane, fire up the plane. And yeah, it, when it,
1: Alexi Schmidt is out there playing yes, with uh, Exactly.
0: Geez. Igor Rakosevich is making an <laughs> yeah. appearance, you know. And I'll just text you at like twelve fifteen back home mm-hmm. and you're still like four hours away from home. I'm home. You know, just taunting you that I'm I'm here. <laughs> Good luck to you. So, did you ever see the movie Night Shift? Night Shift back in the eighties. Uh, of course, Michael Keaton, The Fonz, Henry Winkler, uh, mm-hmm. Shelley Long. What was Michael Keaton's name in that movie? Was it Billy Blazkowski? He, we're um, gonna look it up. And and Michael Keaton, he's an idea guy. I'm always coming to ideas. So this idea <laughs> struck me when I when I see that. Did you see the name, Dave? Am I right? Bill Blazejowski. Yeah. Bill Blazejowski. So I was kind of close. Bill Blazjowski.
1: Billy Blaze. Billy Blaze.
0: Billy Blaze. Yep. Uh, If you haven't seen the movie yet, it's such an underrated, great movie. And I I still think it holds up. So the U of M for the 5,000th time is studying what they should do with Williams Arena. Here's the answer. Knock it down. Knock it down. That is the answer. And here's the idea I have. Is it? I think it is. I want to get your impression. But here's okay. the idea I have. A new arena. Jim Peterson Williams Arena. Jim Peterson Williams Arena. They need money. You're worth about $175 million. <laughs> oh, sure. You could put in the first 100 million and it's Jim Peterson
1: Williams Arena.
0: What are your initial thoughts of that idea?
1: Um well, first of all, I'm who says I'm down with tearing it down. You should be.
0: We got to move on.
1: Build another really? version. Do we really? Come yes. on, Chad. Yes. First of all, okay. So, my, you know, my son Sanjay played at Northwestern, right? Yeah. He played at Welsh Ryan Arena. Yes. Yeah. And his his last year at Northwestern was the last year that old Welsh Ryan was around. Yeah. So, they kept the facade. They kept the structure. They just literally gutted the entire building. They took all the all the seats out, like they just literally just took it down to the shell and they started over again and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous, but it's still Welsh shrined from the outside. And I think the outer shell and you know, by the way, just just incidentally, this is an aside, because I, I, I was talking to Genoma Carvel today, she had called me about something else. A lot of Dave, J-Mac. a lot of name dropping to, for
0: Pete so far here.
1: I talked to JMac about it, so but so anyway, so I told JMac I said, Talk about Donald I'm, I'm Trump or going. I'm going I'm going on, I'm going on a Chad Show today and we're going to talk about I said what's your what's your first impression about either tearing Williams down or renovating it and she couldn't have said renovate fast enough. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And she said she, she said she said the other thing too she goes well she goes I I really you know love the history of that building and playing there gives me even more perspective and she goes the other thing is too she goes it's it's a non-starter if we don't keep the raised floor she I'm all. Goes, I, listen, I'm for I loved, a better I one. Playing on the, she goes. I love playing on the raised floor. It was like you're playing on a, on a. It's like being an stage. actor on a stage. Yeah, I know that. Um, I, it played, was, I played. I played a was, couple of
0: intramural games there. I mean, I know the feeling like you and Janelle. I mean, it's very. It's very, <laughs> it very similar. Rain man, let it rain. I mean, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> listen, I'm not saying it's. It, I'm saying the new. Williams, well, the new Jim Peterson Williams Arena. It'll have the raised floor. It'll have the brick. I never played an organized game there. I played these really key intramural games. I know I can't believe there weren't thousands there, but it, it, sitting in there, the concourses. Do we have
1: where's? Do we have land, Chat Are you saying you're saying tear Williams Arena down right and, and there. build it right in the same place?
0: Same place. Same place. Play at Target Center for a couple years. Play at the the X for a couple years. Modernize it looking still like Williams Arena. But I joke with you because the problem is the, let's go with this phrase, the basketball community doesn't want to kick in any money. They don't. That's the problem because, you know, our guy Kaiser worked there forever. I mean, Patino showed me some of these plans. Like, this is not new. It's just come out. I remember Richard telling me like five years ago they'd worked on all these plans for concourses and all these different things, but he kept saying, all the basketball folks, we don't get money from them. You know, I mean, you're going to have to get a lot of money from donors. There's tons of U of M donors, but they're not offering up the cash. That's that's their impediment. That's one of the reasons why they look like for renovation. And I get the the lure. And, and for the players on the recruiting part... You know, a lot of people have made the case. And I made it at times too. Does a player really get it if he goes into Williams June 14th, let's say, and there's no air conditioning and it's hot and they look around compared to the modern facilities? I don't know if that bugs them as much anymore because there are new facilities that have around now for what about 10 years or so, where the all the athletes uh, work out. Yeah, they're phenomenal. I mean, yeah, that's beautiful. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. But I just, I just think it's time to say. Let's do a newer version of it. I really do.
1: Well, you know, like I, when we go to Indiana, and, and you know, I actually I don't remember what it's called now. Um, Bankers Life yeah. Fieldhouse. Is yep. it? Is it? I think Conce- it's a, you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. It's Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Um, it's it, great. It was Conseco Fieldhouse. It is phenomenal, and they keep on improving it all the time. They've yeah. done renovations to it. But it's it's a it's a new building with an old school feel, and they got they got it exactly right. Um, what's the what's the state what's the stadium where the Orioles play? Camden Yards. Camden Yards. It's, yeah. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like what they did with Camden yeah. Yards. You know, they built like an old bar, ballpark, but new with all the bells and whistles. And I just I just feel like Chad. I feel like you could keep the facade. I just don't. I don't know what it's going to cost. If, if if the cost was cheaper to tear it down. And start over again then that's one thing because like you know the cost is a factor for sure but if you could save money by keeping the the structure and just and doing what they did at welsh ryan because i've been to welsh ryan now since they've renovated it and it's beautiful
0: well what about this idea they
1: did a really great job chad
0: what about this one it's 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 going to happen most likely this summer if a rod and laurie get all the money lined up which they don't have lined up yet, but they'll, you know this better than now. There's a lot of people coming in and out. At some point in the next year or two, they're going to say, we need a new arena. What if that's where the Wolves play? There's still a lot more land on that, that plot there. So even, you know, where we're going to get a little more juice out of this, it still has got some Williams feel to it because you're probably not going to build two basketball arenas in this town in the next 10 years but you have one that works for the golfers and works for the Timberwolves.
1: Yeah. I, I can't go down that road because I, I just don't know the, the inner workings of, of, you know, it's, it's, if the Timberwolves build an arena, it's probably going to be with private money. And, you know, it, I mean, I don't know that that's the case, but <clears throat> I'm assuming that that's going to be the case. Cause I think building arenas are it's, it's hard to do now with tax yep. and city money, you know, so Um, and then, you know, what's it going to cost to get that done? And then who's going to want to share in in revenue and like, what's going to happen with us bank? Like, you know, you still have to get the, you know, the concerts and the events in there. That's how you make money. Right. I mean, you, you have to get all the shows at your arena and you still are competing with XL. Um, I don't know that they're going to want to share that money. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to even talk intelligently about what the options are. All I know is, is that I love Williams arena, the thought of tearing it down, um, Bums me out. Um, I think that that it's possible because I've seen it with my own two eyes, like how they were able to mm-hmm. keep Welsh Arena you know, alive and keep the outer facade. I just think the outside of Williams Arena is is a beautiful building. And it's very pleasing for me, and I just have a history there, so yeah. I would like to keep that if possible.
0: Yeah, until you sit in the benches, until me. the concourses are just all those things. Okay, let's pause. Come back. We're gonna play a little audio. From uh, Chris Finch again, just to show my admiration for him after love last him. night, after this team, love him, yeah. Just really didn't take a professional approach until later in the game. Now they're twenty nine and eleven, and he still holds them to a standard which I think is fantastic. Some audio with uh, Chris Finch with the great Jim Pete when we return here on CCO. If the uh, Timberwolves win tonight, they will be on pace to win sixty. 60- games. Really a remarkable first half. Part of the success of this team is their head coach, Chris Finch, and the standard he holds this team up to. Jim Pete is with this. I'm going to play some of the audio from Finch last night. They're playing a team that's on... In historic pace, the The Detroit Pistons, they just lost, what was it, 28 games in a row, 29 games in a row, whatever the heck yeah, it was.
1: 20, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and the Wolves just, they won the game. They really just weren't professional for a lot of that game. And Chris Finch, just in a very matter-of-fact way, calls it out when so many other coaches and managers are afraid to do it. Here's just a little bit of Finch last night after the game.
2: Well, I didn't really like our seriousness in the first half. I thought um, – You know, game plan was um, not very on point. Um, You know, I thought we were too bothered by officiating and stuff like this um, instead of just playing. And, you know, then we were able to, like, build the lead right before half and then um, gave us a bit of a cushion. But uh, I didn't really... I you know, wasn't a huge fan of our performance tonight, but we did enough to get a win, and uh, at the end of the day, that's what matters, but it's uh, it's really not not the standard we would hope for.
1: And so it's really, you're looking for that approach.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, I just thought, you know, some, I mean, the first quarter was, what was it, 40 to 39? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, we're just trading baskets, and when that happens, everyone thinks it's always going to be too easy, and... Um, that, you know, that that gives a you feel,
0: and, and there have been other games where he's been much harder. But kind of my point there, Jim, is even when they win, he he wants them to take the right approach. He, there's no people that he won't criticize. He went after Ant later, and he's 100% right. Ant's obsession with the officials right now is, is amazing as he is. He's just got to put that away. But he's a part of this success, and you've told me this because you're 100% better or closer to this than I am, that the players, to their credit, allow him. And there are people who are really behind the scenes who tell me that when he really goes off on them and and really does, everybody's in the mix. It's not like he's just going after the 12th guy on the team, whether it's Ant or it's Cat or it's Gobert. And that doesn't happen a lot in the NBA anymore. And that's that he and he's absolutely part of the reason why this team is twenty nine and eleven.
1: I mean, <clears throat> the thing I say about him is that, you know, he became a coach right when he finished playing. So he went right from being a player to being a head coach. <clears throat> and so he's he's, you know, been wrestling with these issues of what's important and what's not important for a long time. And so the thing I love about him is that he's He's kind of boiled it down to what's really important and what's not. So, like, even with something as simple as dealing with us, you know, like with our with our travel party and our broadcast crew, he's so he's such an open book. I mean, like, we'll stop and see, like, you know, you know, where we sit on the plane. We sit yep. in the back, but the very back of the plane, the
0: bobo section, right? we like to call it.
1: Yeah. So me, me and Grady are in the, in the very back of the plane, so right by the restrooms and stuff. So everybody's cut kind it. Of, use the restroom got to come through us <laughs> we're the gatekeepers to the
0: restroom.
1: <laughs> and so they come by you know and for the most part you know we just keep our head down and just don't say but like you know when we stop finchie like he'll stop and he'll just you know and you know how flip used to too like oh, yeah. would sit there and like put the feet foot up on the on the uh on the oh, elbow yeah. rest and and you know she would you know shoot the breeze right and so finchie is like he's so awesome about that like he'd sit there and he'd be so honest and it's so, it's so refreshing. He's not guarded at all. And um, I don't think he's got a lot of rules, but I think that, you know, he doesn't suffer um, not having attention to detail. And so it's so funny watching him at practice because it's like, you know, he just – he takes his whistle, you know, he's got it on a, on a string, right? And he's got that thing, and he and he's, he twirls it around his finger. Like he goes, you know, from – you know, super long to like he twirls it until it's the whistles up by his finger and then he's he like reverses it, you know, he does that. And when that thing starts flipping around uh, and then he starts losing his cool, like it's a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> but when he when he goes when he Chad, when he goes off, it is epic and it is on point and he gets his point across and then he moves on. You know, it's, he doesn't yeah. sit there like he, he doesn't waste a lot of time, but like um, he does hold everybody accountable. And I very rarely have seen that with a coach that like from star to 15th man, he's, he's letting them all have it and put some, put some, you know, on alert. So I, I love it. It's efficient. It, it gets the point across. He doesn't do it too much. Um, and then the other part of it too, is that that's where Kyle comes in, like the leadership involved, like, you know, Mike, Mike Conley's more of, um, you know, personal one-on-one kind of like regulating Kyle's not Kyle's more, you know, group, in you know, um, small group, big group, whatever, um, they've got players that will that will regulate too. So that's that's the important part of it. But that that soundbite is a little bit of a microcosm of why this team has been so good and why this team has been so good since he's been here, because he's been a difference maker. Chad, like you, you start going down some of the things, some of the records that he's been breaking yep. offensively for this team, and then also some of the places where we haven't. Typically, won for long periods of time. We've broken some of <laughs> broken some of these records. We still haven't won in Boston for a long time, and there's since I was there. We we we've not beaten Boston since Sam Cassell was on the team. Yeah. Okay, that's how long it's been in Boston. Yeah. So there are still some things we got to break up. But man, Finchies is so graded, and uh, that soundbite was a real good microcosm of uh, of who he is.
0: He's sure. he's the one guy since I left who I really wish I would have been around. You know, because I think I, I would have enjoyed a lot of the conversation with him.
1: Okay. His whole staff is that way, too, That's though. Good. Mike and Nori, yeah. like, all these guys are fantastic. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ant is, is, is young. He's had a very impressive first half, the dunk last night, um, he's, the regulating of when he should be aggressive, when he should not. But I think Finch is right. I, his complaining is getting worse, Jim. And there's way more positives with Anthony Edwards than negatives. Every team in the league would sign up, can I have this 22-year-old guy? But on the concern level, on I think we're now up to 10,000 Hayes a game. I mean, he, he's he got to knock this off.
1: Yeah, there's two things that bother me. I mean, like the, like the, ant, the ant complaining, you know, it's kind of like, it's it's really kind of an ep- epidemic in the league though. I think there's a lot of players sure. and coaches that are complaining. Mike Brown did you see him bring the computer yes. out and show video yes. in the post-game press conference? Right. I've never seen that one. Nope. And he got fined 50 grand for that too. There's a there's a lot of people that are upset with um with the officiating and you know Jaden has done some of that too. There's a sure. there's a tweet I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to send you this tweet that I just saw that I just um commented to it's a it's a it's a video of, of OG Ananobi absolutely just manhandling Elfre Shangoon at the garden. And uh, one of the Devin Jones on Twitter said uh, Jaden McDaniels picked up three fouls just watching this video. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and really it's it's hilarious and to the point that you know it's just not called this it's not called the same. And Ant kind of gets that, and there's other people that are complaining about it, but I agree I agree with you on a whole, there's too many haze. There's too many there's too much refereeing done and that and Carl was more of a culprit of that too in the past. I think Carl's done a nice job of extinguishing some of that behavior. But that's what Finchie was most upset about, I think, is that all of the the extracurricular, yes. like the loss of focus on, on focusing on the referees yes. more than just completing the game plan. So Because get ready
0: for get ready for May basketball when it's a lot more physical. And those whistles aren't called as quickly, and and they're, the refs aren't going to put up the shenanigans. I mean, and and so I get it. Like Luca, it's hard to even watch him. LeBron, I'm not saying Ant and Jane are the only ones, but man, Ant, it just you're doing so many good things. This has become an obsession with him, and just to regulate it some, just to back
1: off. Just some of the silly stuff, like just stop clapping at the officials. Even if you do that, you're going to cut down on three or four four technical fouls a month if you just stop clapping at them like that. Just don't do that. Um, That
0: would be fair. I'm going to start doing that on the golf course next year a (laughs) lot. You know, when it's your turn. Or like when
1: my when, when, when my, I beat you on a ball?
0: Yeah, when I well. Yeah, that's that's starting to happen more and more. When my shot's going right towards the bunker, hey,
1: hey, I'm gonna
0: see if that helps me a little bit. You know, i in. Yeah. All right, uh, enjoy your day, and uh, we'll uh, I'm sure we'll be right, chatting thanks. soon. The Jim okay, Pete right, at Jim Pete Hoops, he is uh, fantastic. Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller tonight on the uh, TNT. Kevin will be great as always. Uh, it's two thirty-five. We're playing these songs dedicated to uh, Chicago. In case you missed it early in the day, Jason DeRussia declared, "I love Chicago, I hate Minnesota.
3: Chicago first—that's his motto.
0: Minnesota, you're all mouth breathers, you're bottom feeders. But I'll take your money. He That's says, what I—I I heard that. Did you hear that? He says Minneapolis, you're my second city. Yeah, except when you buy the products." That I advertise. I still don't care for you, but keep making me money. See, you asked me earlier when we first
2: knew
3: that he was more pro-Chicago than he was pro-Twin Cities, Yeah, when was that for you? I think it was a good question. I think when he decided he was the one that needed to come into this town and answer the questions for the people that aren't smart enough. Yeah. Oh, those northerners that have such silly questions. I'll come from Chicago. Where knowledge is
0: king. That's a very good point. Very good point. JP Morgan, you've heard of them. They're pretty good. They're pretty successful. They do some things with the finances. Yeah. They fight off 45 billion with a B. That's got to be a misprint. Billion (laughs) attempts a day by hackers to infiltrate their system. They invest 15 billion a year. They employ sixty two thousand (laughs) technologists. I've never I've never even heard that term before. Technologists. It's a good title. Excellent title. I don't think either one of us is going to be selected. No. No. To fortify its defenses. Forty (laughs) five billion a day? Man. Sounds like how many times a day I complain about something? Forty-five billion a day. My hunch is that in this, what would case, you, what would you have guessed? J.P. Morgan, how many attempts a day somebody hacks? Him? What would you guess? I, I, I guess I'm
3: envisioning, you
0: know, somebody with a hood
3: over their head in a yeah. dark room, yeah. you know, pounding away on a keyboard. It probably takes them. A, several minutes at the very least to just attempt one time.
2: Well, so I would think
3: one day JP Morgan big company worldwide maybe a couple thousand.
0: Yeah. But it it I mean, must just be that these individuals whether it's what you say, you know, rogue nations that they just have a program. Yeah. That it never stops. Yes. That that it is a program that literally attempts to hack them. I don't know. 100,000 times in that amount of time. In one second, it's 100,000. Because to get to $45 billion a day, you know what?
3: They're pretty good. I feel like someone's using AI, perhaps, for nefarious
0: activities. Well, there's another story about AI today. There's a couple of stories like Davos. You know, Davos. You like to go with the hoi polloi there to Davos, where last year when they were looking at chat GPT, they were all mesmerized by it. And now they're afraid of it. Sam Altman, who's, who's the darling, who's also fearful of AI and how AI is just going to keep learning more and more and where it could lead. And certainly it's, it's going to be tremendous and hopeful and revolutionary in a positive way. I think we, you know, we've we've had a few guests on AI, and the last time I think we chatted about it, I said I'm starting to get pretty darn concerned. And you're like, I calm down. Your kind of point was we we've had things built up before that it was going to just open up so many issues, and they never quite live up to the scariness. Is that still your view on AI? I think so.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're still worried about Y2K coming to get us. I'm I'm past that. Every day. Yeah.
0: Every day I worry about that. uh,
3: You know what? We still know where the plug is, all right, AI? Calm down. (laughs) We can yank that thing out of the wall.
0: Boom, you're done. So so as long as they need electricity in the conventional way, we're humans, we're smarter than you.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we know where the mainframe is. AI, even though we know where your house, even though AI
0: resolves issues this fast, that <laughs> okay, we can turn AI off. That's so, all we. Need. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remind myself <laughs> of that when AI comes to my house in like three years and kills me in that half second. <laughs> Dave, where's the plug? AI is just gonna show up at your house. Boom. Ding dong. Who's there? AI. (laughs) Exactly. Where's your outlet? (laughs) How about this heartwarming story? A woman in Missouri has been charged with attempted murder in the first degree and armed criminal action. I've never heard of armed criminal action. Have you?
3: Imagine what it is.
0: After she allegedly tried to poison her husband with a smoothie. The husband, again, the marriage had to be really solid. Set up a surveillance camera in the kitchen after he began experiencing extreme fatigue, confusion, blurred vision, severe cotton mouth, and nausea when he ingested food and beverages prepared by his wife. Footage from the camera showed the 37 year old putting Lily of the Valley, a poisonous plant that contains a lot of bad stuff, into a blender while she prepared a smoothie for her spouse. Have you ever heard of this, Lily of a Vat? I have heard of it. Oh, you have? I feel like it's some sort of TV show maybe they brought up. Wow. It's never good when you think you have to set up the surveillance cameras because your wife might be trying to kill yourself, and then, voila, you're right. I feel like if I got to the point where I needed to set
3: up the surveillance, I probably would stop eating her prepared... Yeah. That, Smoothies that's, and other items. I got it, hon. <laughs> How about takeout today? Mm-hmm. How about I cook? I'm just not feeling very hungry. You know, I think I just got to go to bed.
0: Wait, another smoothie? Ah, oh, I'm full. <laughs> I'm really, really full. Man sues X dates for $75 million over negative Facebook reviews, <laughs> calling him, wait for it, clingy. <laughs> this is great. Great. Guess where the man's from. That's why I I, I like the story. But then I knew we were going to do the Chicago bit with Jason. So, of course, I was drawing it when it says a man from Chicago. Mm-hmm. A man from Chicago is taking legal action against 27 women demanding 75 million in damages after they wrote some less than desirable reviews about him on a Facebook page called, Are We Dating the Same Guy? <laughs> Twenty-seven. Goodness. Nico D'Ambrosio claims the women have harmed his reputation by posting these negative comments about him on a private Facebook group, which has become a space where women can critique their gate, their dates, wonder out loud if their boyfriends are cheating, and simply talk bad about their dates. He filed the lawsuit. Uh, the Facebook group describes the, the community of red flag awareness groups across the country where women empower each other and keep each other from dating the same toxic men. According to the lawsuit, the women who made the original post used her real name but later deleted it, reposted an announcement on the group page after the lawyers called her and asked her to take it down. The complaint claims the defendant spread false and defamatory stories about their dating experience with him. He says these posts have caused personal humiliation, mental anguish, suffering, emotional distress, stress, anxiety, and loss earnings. The woman, last thing, a woman allegedly posted on Facebook page accusing D'Ambrosio of becoming very clingy, very fast, showing of his wealth, and warning warning them not to see his bad side, especially during business calls. Now, I've read about these before where there are sites – I would assume men and women, where they gather and talk about awful dates. That simple concept, should that be illegal? No. Okay. If they're naming names, and these are not public figures, and it's before Nico D'Ambrosio became somewhat of a public figure, and they're saying, I went out with fill-in-the-blank. Joe Johnson. Good name. That's a very safe name, but it's a more specific name. There's a couple Joe Johnsons out there that are ticked off of you right now. And they're they're just lacerating you. Should you have any recourse, you're just getting crushed. Not just by one person, but by a series of people who are killing you. That's social media. You just have to accept it. Defamatory laws—you can go after. What do you think? Let's pause on that. What do we think? If if woman or man, and it's a site because we see what happens in businesses, right? Where man businesses will try to do anything to get you to change your view, or they'll try to crush you. But I was talking about you and dating and and personal experiences, and there, it's Facebook. It's it's Twitter or it's Instagram whatever it might be and they're just crushing you do you just have to accept it and you're just you're not you're not Donald Trump you're not Joe Biden you're not Anthony Edwards you're just a regular person but you're getting crushed you just accept it or do you have some recourse Nico thinks he has recourse for 75 million dollars it's a pretty high number quickly one of a lot of time when we come back 651-461-9226. All right, Jason, quickly, we were talking about this guy, Yeah, Facebook page. He feels like uh, these women are, are crushing him, which apparently they are. He's suing the group because they're killing him as a date, as a, as a person yeah. for $75 million. If you're a non-famous person and their group either men or women on, on a, a Facebook page and they're crushing you, do you just have to accept it or can you go after him? I'm cheering for this guy. I wish you weren't such a terrible date. You know, but like, I don't think these platforms, should, we have more responsibility as a radio station. For sure. So, so should they? I, I agree. I Go don't, get them. I don't think you have to sit there and say, fine, you get to slander me yeah. and I just have to accept it. No. Go for it. 75 million? Of course, what if he's a scum? Yeah. Truth is a very good defense. Sometimes.